Hi there. My name's Pete Owen. I'm a member of the Mumbles Christadelphian Ecclesia in uh, southwest Wales in the UK. And uh, I'm going to speak to us today on the subject of Bible in the News. And it's never easy trying to pick a subject for Bible in the News because actually the Bible's continually in the news as the, the angels work across the world to bring about God's plan and purpose and prophecies are constantly being fulfilled. So it, it's not an easy challenge, but I thought that this week, and I'll just share my screen with you if I may, um, we would just reflect on uh, an incident or, or, or an event perhaps that some of you might have noticed, perhaps not all, uh, and that is that the Pope during this weekend, this current weekend, is in Iraq, making the first ever papal visit to that country. The, the Pope, like us all, has been locked down over the last few months. In fact, this is the first papal visit for the last 15 months or so. But for Bible students like ourselves, it's of real interest that the Pope has chosen as the first visit he can make after lockdown to go to visit the place the nation of Iraq. And you might say, well, that sounds strange. Why would anyone be bothered about the Pope visiting Iraq? Well, it's not that we're bothered about anyone visiting Iraq. It's because of the fact Iraq is a very ancient nation. Uh, in, in fact, I sort of put on the screen there a picture that doesn't show you Iraq, but where you can see you've got the river Euphrates, the river Tigris dropping down there into the Persian Gulf. Some of that sort of light greeny territory on the screen there is Iraq. So can you see Ur, for example, or Babylon? Um, those are places in modern day Iraq. And it's there that the Pope has chosen to make this visit over this current weekend. So why is this of any interest to us as Bible students? Well, these places hold ancient cities and the Pope is uh, hoping to make a visit to the likes of Ur. Um, and this is the uh, ancient civilization from which Abraham, a character you may have heard of in the Bible, was asked to leave. I'd like you, if you've got a Bible, I've got my Bible on my lap here, to open it. And I want you to come with me to the first book of the Bible, the book of beginnings, Genesis. And let's just have a look at the beginnings of this nation, um, Iraq today, or, or the city of Babylon that we see there, Ur of the Chaldees, or, or Nineveh you might have seen on the screen. Let, let's just go to Genesis chapter 10 where we see that the man who built these cities was a man called Nimrod. Genesis chapter 10, I mean, in verse 9. He was a mighty hunter, it says, before the Lord. Now, actually, that word before is against the Lord. So Nimrod was a hunter of people, actually, against the Lord. And it said, even as Nimrod, the mighty hunter against the Lord, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel. You might have heard of the Tower of Babel. We'll come to that actually in chapter 11. But the, the Tower of Babel is actually the Tower of 
Babylon. I'm forced to, in my Bible, I have a margin that tells me that the word Babel is the same word as Babylon. So this man, Nimrod, who was a hunter against the Lord, in other words, he hunted down people that wanted to know Yahweh, the one true God, and he built Babylon in the land of Shinar, we're told in verse 10. And, and you can see in verse 11, Nineveh, Syria, that, that, that territory there. And the Pope has chosen to go and visit these places. Now, Genesis chapter 11, we learn a little more about this building of Babylon uh, and a tower that they wanted to build in Babylon called the Tower of Babel. And so, look what we read in verse 2. It came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar. So did you notice that that was the word in verse 10 of Genesis 10, that Babel was built in the land of Shinar? So here they are in the land of Shinar. They lived there. So Babylon was built there. And they said to each other, go, let's make brick and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone and slime for mortar. They said, go. Let's build a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven. Now, remember that phrase. They want to build a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven. Let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And so they built this tower. Look what we read in verse 9, called Babel. Now, you might say, well, good on them for building this tower. The mindset of these people building this tower was to elevate themselves above God. Let's build a city and a tower whose top may reach to heaven. They didn't want anything to do with God, with Yahweh, the God of the Bible. They wanted to believe in their own gods. Uh, they, they worshipped the sun, the moon, the stars. They uh, brought into worship of the mother and the child, which we see in civilizations across the world today and abraham when we come to genesis chapter 11 at the end of the chapter lived in this place in this place full of idol worship full of the gods of men's imaginations but the one true god said to abraham i want you to leave this place I want you to leave everything behind. And I want you to come to a land that I want to show you. And so, in faith, Abraham set off. So look what we read in Genesis chapter 12 and verse 1. Now, the Lord, that is Yahweh, the God of Israel, had said to Abraham, get out of your country. Get out of there. Get out of Babylon. Get out of Ur the Chaldees. Get out of this place. And from your kindred and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now, over 2,000 years later, the Apostle Paul was inspired to write to the, uh, to the Ecclesia, to the meeting in, uh, uh, in the first century and to the group of people who were called the Hebrews. And he wrote to these different ecclesias, wherever the Jews were, the Hebrews, that was their ancient name because they spoke Hebrew. And he wrote to them and he said to them, 
to remember the faith of Abraham. So I'm going to go right the way into the New Testament. In fact, it's right away towards the end of the New Testament. So Genesis is the beginning of the Old Testament. I'm going to the end of the New Testament now. Of course, the last book is Revelation. And then before that, it's Jude. Before that, it's John and Peter and James and now Hebrews. And Hebrews chapter 11, we see that Abraham is commended for his great faith. So what do we read? By faith. Verse eight, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he would, he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. He went out not knowing where he went. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. So Abraham was prepared to live in tents in order that he might ultimately one day dwell in a city whose builder and maker is God. So he leaves the civilization of Babylon, of Babel, of Ur of the Chaldees, the very places the Pope's gone to visit, and he gets out of them. And he goes to live in tents. And in faith, he sets off listening to the word of God, looking for a city, not a literal city, but a city who ha which has foundations. It's got something about it. And so let me ask you, what are you looking for? Do you want foundations in your life? Do you want some substance? Because you might have to leave where you're at now you might not have to literally leave like Abraham did Babylon, but you might have to look somewhere else to look in this book. If you want to find a city with foundations whose builder and maker is God. Now, I'd like to take you to the book of Daniel, which is if you open your Bible in the middle, you perhaps come to Psalms or Proverbs, and then you go through some of the major prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And then you come to the last major prophet, Daniel. And I want to take you there because Daniel ended up living in Babylon. Look, Daniel chapter one, he didn't choose to go there. No faithful man would. He went there because he was taken as a Jewish captive. And here's a man who's of the descendants of Abraham. Abraham was Daniel's great, 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 great grandfather. And he's taken captive by the Babylonians, the very place that Abraham left. And he's taken to live, look, Daniel chapter 1 and verse 2, in the land of Shinar in Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar, verse 1, the king of Babylon has taken him from Jerusalem. But Nebuchadnezzar, after a couple of years of Daniel being in Babylon, has a dream. And he's so troubled by this dream, he says to the Babylonians, someone tell me what I dreamt. They said, well, tell us what you dreamt, and then we'll tell you what it means. I'm not telling you what I dreamt. You tell me what I dreamt, and then I'll, and I want to know the meaning as well. Well, of course, no one could tell him. You can't tell someone what they dreamt if they don't tell you. But what Nebuchadnezzar dreamed was revealed by God to Daniel. 
And so he's brought before the king and he says in verse 27 of Daniel chapter 2, the secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show to the king, but there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets. And the secrets that this God in heaven reveals is of secrets of prophecy. He'll tell the future. And so the Bible tells the future. It reveals secrets. And so Nebuchadnezzar was told that his dream was of an image with a head of gold, with chest and arms of silver, with belly and thighs of brass and legs of iron. And of course, he hears this. He says, that's exactly what I dreamt. And so Daniel says, and now I'll tell you what the dream means. You, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold, he says. Look at the end of verse 38. But after you, verse 39, there will arise another kingdom inferior to you. It's on the screen there, the Medes and the Persians. After that, he says, another kingdom of brass, the Greeks. And after that, legs of iron, the Romans. And you may not know, but out of that Roman system came, what do you think? The Roman Catholic Church. Although the Roman Empire collapsed in the year 476 AD, that was in the West, in the East, the Roman Empire collapsed in the year 1453. The Holy Roman Empire in Central Europe, uh, France, Germany, the like, that lived on until the time of the French Revolution at the end of the 1700s, the beginning of the 1800s. But Rome and the idea of Rome lived on through the Roman Catholic Church. And so the Pope, as the head of the Roman Catholic Church, has his roots all the way back through the legs of iron, through the belly and thighs of brass, through the chest and arms of silver, to the head of gold, to Babylon. And that's why it's of such great significance that he's gone to visit this place today. Today, you see in the institutions of Europe, the European Parliament in Strasbourg, they say is built to look like an artist's impression of the Tower of Babel. You'll have seen images of a woman riding the beast outside the European Parliament. That image is taken straight from the book of Revelation as a symbol for the Roman Catholic Church. Our own Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, wrote a book several years ago about the, the EU project called The Dream of Rome. Rome lives on, you see, and all its thinking in the papacy and in the institutions of Europe. And so the Pope visiting Iraq, the home of ancient Babylon, is of great significance, but perhaps of little surprise. You see, this is his roots. It's the ancient homeland of the very place that true Christians want to get out of. Because the likes of Nimrod persecuted the true Christians. He hunted them. As tragically, the Roman Catholic Church has done to people who want to read their Bibles through the centuries. The Bible that's on my lap, the Bible that may be on your lap, is there because of faithful men and women, 
preserved, of course, by God and the angels, but faithful men and women wrote these things down, many of whom were burnt at the stake. Bibles were thrown on fires as Catholics hunted people who wanted to read their Bibles. And so that's why it's of such significance that the Pope has chosen to visit this place as his first international visit after lockdown. And so the call of Abraham is the call that's been given to us. In Revelation, will you come there? It's the last book of the Bible in chapter 18. The Apostle John writes down the message that is given to him from the Lord Jesus Christ, where he says that Babylon, the system that we saw in that image, the system of the papacy today is going to fall. He says, verse two, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen. It's written in the past tense because it's as good as happened. This vision is of what will happen. And so verse four, it says, I heard another voice from heaven saying, come out of her, my people. What was the call to Abraham? Come out of that place. And by faith, he left. And so the challenge for us is to come out of the thinking of Babylon, of the thinking of the Roman Catholic Church, of idols, of uh, the wrong worship, of mindsets that aren't interested in this word and in the God of heaven, the one true God. And so we see in Revelation 18 at the end of the chapter, in verse 20, Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye holy apostles and prophets. So the faithful through the ages rejoice because that city, Babylon, and all it represents is cast down and thrown into the sea. And so that's why, as Christadelphians, we're interested in this. It's not that it's some perfect fulfillment of Bible prophecy. It's just interesting for us to witness, to observe, to watch, to see the head of the Roman system with its roots in Babylon go back to that place. But the really good news, as we've seen, is that that place will fall. And when it falls, there won't just be a cavity left, a great hole left that will never be filled. Rather, in Daniel chapter 2, we read that that image is going to be broken by a stone cut out of the mountain without hands. The Lord Jesus Christ it is. And it will become a mountain that will fill the whole earth. And so our hope is of a kingdom that will fill the whole earth. It's just that today, if you want to be part of that wonderful time, you've got to have the faith to get up and to leave Babylon. Thank you for listening.